Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And I'm Dr. Ben. And we're both naturopathic doctors who support individuals in reversing disease and reclaiming optimal health through whole food plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. And today on our Alter Your Health from Head to Toe series, we're going to be talking about the lymphatic system. I guess we're getting, um, getting through all of those systems that are everywhere (laughs) before we dive into the systems from head to toe. We have talked about the brain because that's obviously within the head, Uh, but we talked about the lymphatic system or the uh, circulatory system. Was it just last week? And we have to talk about the lymphatic system this week because of course it really does go hand in hand. And also just uh, it's a sad fact that the lymphatic system is just so seldomly talked about. And for that reason, a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't acknowledge its importance and help in helping us create and maintain health and how it can really be, um, uh, how it can become stagnant and sluggish, which can deteriorate our health. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all these connections and of course, the most important thing, how to keep it flowing healthfully in today's episode. Yes. So I think it's very important to start off by talking about really what the lymphatic system is and how it works, because once we understand how it works, then we can really understand how to support it. And it's important to recognize that the lymphatic system plays a key role in our immune system, in our body's ability to detoxify, and also the body's cardiovascular system. And also the um, transport of bigger molecules like fats. Yes. Yes. Um, A a lot of things. A lot of things. So those are what it does and how it works. uh, Really just talking about where it is and what it's doing. Um, It like like we already said, it goes hand in hand with the circulatory system, the vascular system, uh, because we talked about the arteries delivering oxygen and nutrients to our tissues and cells. Um, through capillaries. And in that delivery network at the capillary level, 
Of course, we're also uptaking waste into veins or venules that is being, you know, transported back into the uh, circulatory system to be reoxygenated, et cetera. Uh, but at the level of that capillary bed, there's also a lot of leakage that's happening, leakage of uh, fluids, leakage of proteins, leakage of hormones, leakage of all sorts of stuff. Plasma. Plasma is the fluid from the blood. And that leakage is creating what is termed the interstitial fluid, which is the, the fluid between the cells, not intercellular fluid, which is in the cells, but interstitial fluid or extracellular fluid, which is outside of that cell. And uh, if you can imagine, you know, if you're just pumping blood and delivering oxygen and nutrients and, and uh, you know, you've got this leakage happening, then at some point you'd get a lot of like swelling. And you get a lot of fluid just accumulating within the body in that interstitial space outside of the cells and outside of the vascular system. Uh, but fortunately, we've got our lymphatic circulation, our lymphatic vessels that really just mop up that fluid and actually do so by um, kind of like drawing it in through pressure gradients that allows these little lymphatic capillaries to accumulate that excess interstitial fluid and deliver that fluid back into the circulatory system. And while it's doing that, the lymphatic circulation, of course, is operating at low pressure, just kind of moving against gravity in many cases. And uh, it goes through lymph nodes that maybe you've heard about, which is kind of where there's a like a checkpoint and security system that's making sure that nothing in that lymphatic system is going to be, uh, you know, cause damage if it once it gets into the circulatory system. Um, so that's essentially the layout and framework of the lymphatic circulation. Again, it kind of uh, goes right along with the circulate circulatory system, the, the arteries and veins. Um, but the main difference is that you know, we think about our circulatory system as being this closed loop with a heart in there kind of pushing or pumping or creating these, these forces and these um, pulses of the circulatory system in the closed loop. And the lymphatic system is, is uh, an open loop. You know, it's got like, um, it's got our, the lymphatic capillaries are open at one end, and then the lymphatic circulation dumps into uh, the subclavian veins, which are right above the heart so that that fluid can be returned to the circulatory system, to the bloodstream for the most part. Right. So that's kind of the, hopefully, you know, there, there's a lot of graphics and really I, I intended to find one that illustrated what the heck's going on, but hopefully you can imagine and visualize what the heck is going on. And you can certainly find some images or short little videos to help you, uh, you know, understand what's going on, because I think it really is important to have that, connection with what the heck's going on rather than just like, oh, I should be eating this and doing this to help my lymphatic system. Once we develop that deeper connection, that deeper understanding that, you know, things are, we're more empowered. Right. Yeah. And, and just to add a few more details, to be clear of what is included in the lymphatic system, like you said, it's made up of lymph vessels, lymph nodes. Um, there's also, you know, specific tissues in specific parts of the body um, associated with our mucosa. It's actually called mucosa associated lymphoid tissue. Yeah. So those are like lymph nodes that aren't really properly big nodes. It's kind of just lymph, like a clusters of denser lymphatic tissue. 
Exactly. But interestingly enough, our tonsils, our adenoids, our spleen, and our thymus are also included in the lymphatics. Yeah, and also some people talk about the bone marrow. Any place where the immune system and immune cells are being um, created and trained and uh, you know regulated, that sometimes is referred to lymphatic tissue because, of course, the, the, those lymph cells or those immune cells are generally being stored and uh, operating within the lymph nodes. Right. Yeah. And so we talked about it's the lymph, the lymph system's major role in aiding in circulation, making sure that we don't just start building up fluid in our tissues and getting that liquid back into our bloodstream. But also the lymph system has a huge role in our immune system. Um, I like to think of lymph nodes as these kind of like security checkpoints. And the lymph system is like our security system where in the lymph nodes, there are lots of white blood cells that are scanning the lymph fluid for any kind of pathogens, any kind of toxicity or cancerous cells to keep that uh, lymph fluid clear. Yeah. And also, the, like we said, the, the lymph system plays a huge role in detoxification as well. Um, you were describing how the lymph capillaries really mop up the fluid in the interstitial space, but what also they're mopping up is a ton of toxins, waste products, waste products yeah. all sorts of stuff. And eventually it's going to circulate all that waste product back to the liver. So then our detox organs can uh, help us excrete those toxins. Exactly. Um, So yeah, the liver lymph connection is pretty, pretty big. And and as we're kind of, uh, you know, creating this picture of what's going on in the lymphatic system, it can hopefully become more clear how if things are getting sluggish, and by that, we literally mean kind of um, stagnant, uh, thick, because the late lymphatic system um, is kind of this more viscous than the circulatory system. It's carrying, of course, the, the fats and bigger proteins and molecules, and uh, it's operating oftentimes, again, against gravity. And that can create more stagnation, especially if we are, if you can imagine, of course, dehydrated, uh, more sedentary, not moving, um, eating a diet that's higher in fat, since the lymphatic system is responsible for transporting those fatty acids into the circulatory system. Um, So all those kind of things, those are the three big things that create that stagnant scenario. And then, of course, if if the lymphatic system isn't moving, you can think about kind of the symptoms or consequences, right? Um, So one big one is, of course, swelling, lymphedema, as it's referred to, which is when, you know, technically when those lymphatic, uh, lymphatic capillaries are blocked, you know, things can block them, but they, they don't have to become fully blocked, right? They can become partially blocked or um, just kind of, again, stagnant. And there's kind of this backflow. Um, so there's not like a, pro, you know, there's different, I'm thinking of different parasites and whatnot that can cause a backflow or blockage of lymphatic vessels, um, like the classic elephantiasis, you know, that's kind of a lymphatic condition. Um, but 
yeah, what else can happen when the lymphatic system is compromised or stagnant? Well, if you think of more fluid being in the interstitial space and less fluid being in the circulation in our bloodstream, blood pressure can also drop. Um, there can also be a decrease in the delivery of oxygen and nutrients and also, you know, that exchange between waste products at the capillary bed as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because of the connection, again, with the, the liver and detoxification, because we're kind of mopping up waste and then delivering that waste step back to the, our detoxification organs, we, I, you know, I think about stagnant uh, lymphatic and just kind of toxin accumulation in general. We want things to be moving like a, like a stream, you know, like a, like a creek, you know, if, if there's too much gunk and logs and twigs and debris in the creek, then things backflow or, or just kind of pool up. And then there's like mosquitoes and like bugs and all sorts of algae and gunk. But if you remove that and kind of keep the runoff going, um, you know, you got clean, clear water. Right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And then, you know, same thing with the effects on our immune system. If we've got this stagnation and lymph circulation, then the lymph isn't able to move through those security checkpoints as readily. It's like, you know, when there's a hour long wait at the TSA checkpoints at the airports or whatever. <laughs> I've never been in an hour long line, but oh. I think they exist. Oh, yeah, they, they do. You know, it's like things are just moving so much more slowly. And um, when we're talking about the security system of our body, we want our <laughs> security checkpoints to be moving at a good pace so that we are um, scanning and clearing out any of those potentially hazardous compounds or pathogens or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So any other things that are, that come to mind for you, Dr. Susanna regarding lymphatic stagnation? Well, um, I think it's, uh, well, we'll get to this later when we talk about how to support lymphatic health, but let's maybe let's shift gears a little bit to talking about fat absorption and yeah. how. Yeah. Well, what's, system... what's coming to my mind real quick is just like, it's so interesting. And I'm just thinking about this, how, uh, you know, and this is the case with so many aspects of our body. Like we, it's hard to check in and think about how is my lymphatic system today? You know, what's going on? Because there's a lot, there's these symptoms that are associated with stagnant lymphatic system, but there's also this whole big gray area and all of this that can be happening before we have the manifestation of symptoms, whether it's uh, swelling or a compromised immune system. Uh, another thing that comes to mind is like the, uh, uh, like, you know, skin issues uh, often reflecting lymphatic stagnation because again, for not flowing that toxicity, flowing that waste back into the circulation to be detoxified, um, then that can be seeping through our skin quite literally. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of like, you know, be, I guess, I guess the point is, you know, just the importance of being proactive and not like waiting, like, oh, I don't have any of these, uh, you know, you know, lymphatic congestion, congestion symptoms. So my lymphatic system must be optimal. And the, the fact is that we often bring up like our relationship with that kind of, um, importance of being proactive. It's like, we're all kind of in our world today, just given our, our, you know, technology, given our sedent generally sedentary lifestyle, given the toxicity in our environment, we're all kind of like fighting this uphill battle to some extent. Uh, we all have to do some proactive 
you know, diligent work just to maintain our baseline status of health. It doesn't come easily in our world today, unfortunately. Um, so I'm just thinking about, you know, how important it is to simply be more proactive, you know, with this information. Right. Yeah, actually, that's a really good question about, you know, what what symptoms we can experience if the lymphatic system is just a little bit suboptimal. And I actually think it's kind of a similar discussion to that of the liver, the health of the liver and the right. sluggish liver. And we'll actually talk a little bit about sluggish liver when we talk about how to support um, healthy lymphatic health in just a bit here in this episode. Yeah. So I, I won't get into that right now. But sometimes, you know, there can be really kind of subtle issues. But I do think that sluggish liver and sluggish lymph certainly come hand in hand with each other. And so we'll true. explain that in a bit. It's so true. So now, yeah, shifting gears to it, the lymphatic system's role in fat absorption, which is pretty unique. Um, and again, because uh, lymphatic system is responsible for transporting larger molecules in general, uh, fatty acids are larger molecules, larger than our other macronutrients, generally larger than proteins and, uh, you know, carbohydrates or sugar, simple sugars. Um, so fatty acids, when we eat them, they are, um, gosh, I always twist these terms around the chylomicrons and the micelles. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The, the fatty acids are, are solubilized in micelles and then absorbed into the intestinal membrane uh, or intestinal lining and then broken down again and recreated into chylomicrons on the other side of the intestinal lining to be absorbed into the lymphatic system transported in this kind of chylomicron. Uh, you, you can you know, search for an image of what that looks like, but it's essentially this ball of fat um, that trans that's transported through the lymphatic system again, all the way you know from our gastrointestinal system all the way into our through the lymphatics through the the trunk, through the you know the the, the ducts they're called and into the circulation at the subclavian veins. Um, so that's roundabout way. That's a roundabout way of getting our fats. And you can think about again, if there's a lot of fat absorption, if there's a high fat diet, then the lymphatic system is simply going to become more viscous, more uh, stagnant, uh, especially if that high fat diet is is uh, also, you know, alongside uh, a state of dehydration and, you know, suboptimal hydration and sedentary, uh, not moving. And mm -hmm. I guess now is as good a time as ever to talk about how that sedentary, you know, lifestyle that, again, a lot of people are not moving enough. And it's not about like exercise. It's not about doing anything vigorous. But the fact is we need to be pumping our muscles. We need to be walking. We need to be lifting. We need to be squatting. We need to be doing these things because the lymphatic system is moving against gravity. And one thing that helps the flow of lymph vessels against gravity is simple muscular contractions. Um, if we're not contracting our muscle, our lymph isn't moving. And again, it doesn't mean it doesn't look like CrossFit exercises or going to the gym or running marathons or anything like that. It's simply not being sedentary, which means, you know, walking, dancing, cooking, cleaning, you know, playing uh, anything. It, it's just not sitting on the couch, which, you know we can all do less of, generally speaking. You know what's funny? 
Well, many of you know that I'm pregnant and uh, a common pregnancy symptom is actually swelling, swelling in the feet and the lower extremities. And um, when I became pregnant, I told I have this fancy Garmin watch. It kind of tracks my activity and stuff. I told my Garmin watch that I'm pregnant. And right when I told the Garmin watch I was pregnant, it started telling me to move. It would give me, I mean, I know anyone can set a movement reminder on their watch, but it was a specific pregnancy setting. Yes. And, you know, I think probably one of, there's many benefits to staying active, but of course for pregnant women, um, you know, you want to keep that circulation flowing because we have so much more blood volume in the body. So there is more potential for having more of that leakage, that interstitial swelling. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, just drawing that connection between. Yeah. And of course, (laughs) a symptom of pregnancy, because there's more blood volume and you're creating more blood and just building another human, there's less energy and therefore more likelihood of becoming um, a little bit fatigued and sedentary, not moving moving as much. And of course, that need to build more blood volume. We got to eat more. Of course, we got to drink more, of course. And those kind of things are hard, especially with the symptoms of early pregnancy. Um, so, yeah, moving is, at the end of the day, really important. So let's talk about the, the things, the important things to do to support healthy lymphatic circulation as we're kind of wrapping things up today. Great. So the first one is pretty obvious, which is to stay hydrated. But that's because our lymph fluid is mostly made up of water. Well, it should be. It should be properly hydrated. Exactly. And obviously the the main thing that's going to make lymph fluid most viscous is dehydration. It's going to have the quickest, most immediate effect. Yeah. Um, The second most important thing is our nutrition. Um, Of course, we want to consider our, the nutrient density and hydrating status of our foods, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, you know, that's, that's going to support just healthy immune system, healthy detoxification pathways. Um, but of course, you know, it's about what we're not eating as well, right? We're not eating the high fat diets, the, the saturated fat that's going to clog up the lymphatic circulation at the level of our digestive absorption. Um, we're, we're eating low on the food chain when we're choosing whole food, plant-based eating. So we're not accumulating things that are, again, going to get caught up in lymphatic circulation and cause that stagnation. So our nutritional status is really important. Yes, that goes hand in hand with this other big major point that to support lymphatic health, we want to support liver health because the more efficient our liver is at detoxifying and releasing these toxins from the body, the cleaner the bloodstream is going to be. And then the cleaner the lymphatic system is or the the lymphatic fluid is going to be. Um, So, you know, sluggish liver leads to more, uh, more sluggishness in the lymphatic system. And of course, all of the things you talked about with nutrition uh, apply to supporting the liver. Of course, you know, everything's connected. And if uh, we'll be we'll be talking more about the liver, I'm sure, but we already have a few liver episodes, I believe in the podcast you can search for. Um, So uh, of course, we, we already talked about activity, movement. Um, With regard to to movement, um, there are some things that are especially helpful in moving lymphatics. Um, Maybe you've seen or heard of the rebounders, which are like those mini trampolines that essentially just simulate high gravitational forces that kind of like, you know, 
get things, get things Shake moving, things up. Shake things up. And so that rebounding activity can be really helpful for moving lymph. Same with uh, swimming. Um, you know, the, the more gentle, you know, walking, swimming, uh, yoga, t- twisting, stretching, all of these things that are moving the body in more gentle ways. Again, it doesn't have to be vigorous, just gentle muscular contractions, moving that lymphatic circulation against gravity can be really helpful. Right. I mean, back to my Garmin watch example, I don't have to do that much to, uh, to pass the move bar or whatever oh, okay. it's, you know, it says move bar cleared or whatever. Cool. I just have to basically walk, you know, a Shake few yards. <laughs> exactly. Shake it up. Yeah. And then another really effective way to support lymphatic circulation is lymphatic massage. Um, you can either massage yourself. You can go to a special lymphatic massage therapist. And another practice that's also related to this kind of self-massage is skin brushing, where you take a dry brush or even just a dry towel and uh, you you lightly uh, brush your skin and you want to start distally at your hands, at your feet and work towards your core. Because once again, that's the direction that we're wanting to uh, support the lymph and moving. Yeah. Another great thing that we can do every day is some hydrotherapy. And by this, generally, we mean just ending your shower on cold. And of course, what this does, if for those of you who haven't heard us uh, rant and rave about just ending our showers on cold, um, the the fact is that when we do that, we essentially cause this pumping mechanism of our general circulation. And that's going to also shift the dynamics of our lymphatic circulation as well, kind of move things um, in a way that decreases the uh, stagnation and increases the flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally, like with anything, you know, there are herbs and supplements that can be taken. Uh, We're not going to dive into that in today's episode. Um, But just know, like with anything, I mean, your body is an individual body has individual needs. And Mm -hmm. for some people, um, especially, you know, with more kind of, um, you know, Uh, more profound symptoms of lymphatic congestion, sometimes some natural support with something like herbal medicine on top of a strong foundation of of lifestyle. Can't can't stress that (laughs) enough, right? Because we always say that supplements are supplementing your lifestyle. Um, So hopefully you're really taking advantage of all these ways to improve lymphatic circulation and health through how you're eating and living. Um, but yes, there are other things as well, other herbs and whatnot. Yeah, we've seen, we're actually, we just started the Alter Health Cleanse last week. Uh, we've this definitely, week. this week, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we just started yesterday. <laughs> and we've we've had um, cases of individuals who have had kind of chronic swelling in their lower extremities experience improvement in swelling just over the course of the 10 days or two weeks of the cleanse. So that just shows you how important liver health and hydration and all the other uh, lifestyle factors are for the lymphatic system. Totally. You know, because of course this is a quote unquote liver cleanse because that's what is going on. But as we are quote unquote cleansing the liver, we're also cleaning up the uh, lymphatic system So, um, yeah, it is pretty cool. So if you've got any questions or feedback, feel free to leave them in the comments or anything like that. But otherwise, we appreciate you for tuning in to another episode here and look forward to seeing you guys next time. Yeah. And if you're looking for more support, individualized support, uh, go check out our Thrive on Plants program at our website, www.alter.health. 
All right. Peace and love, you guys. See you on Wednesday.